0: Look, I'm an adult, you're an adult, you know whether or not you want to listen to something that may contain violence, sexual references, or drug use in these topics. We are talking about everything pop culture, so your decision, your call, man.
1: Welcome to episode 5 of Tangenetic. Now, who would have thought we would have made it 5 episodes in, and by now, I think it's time that we have a sponsor. So our first episode is sponsored by Misty's Collectibles. Now, Misty's Collectibles is a local Brisbane company with amazing service and products, so whether you guys play Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, maybe you're into Dragon Ball, maybe you're into even Metazoo. Metazoo's coming out soon as well. Misty's Collectibles is definitely the place for you. Absolutely amazing prices. Their service is incredible, and they're just really lovely people. So we are we couldn't be more proud to bring them on board for the next few episodes of our podcast here at Tangenetic. Um, the main thing they've brought out recently, which I could not vouch for enough, is their acrylic cases. Me, myself, I'm a huge trading card collector and I love having things on display and his custom acrylic cases are absolutely perfect for rare cards, slabs, booster boxes, and even more just to keep them protected from dust, rips, and tears. Absolutely incredible. Um, I know we've got a few avid Magic players here with a Seth and Swoosh, both absolutely massive massive magic players hey Seth
0: yeah I've been playing for many many years I have boxes and boxes of cards while Misty's collectibles don't service me right now they are getting a brick and mortar store soon which will add magic to the gathering to their collection of products which I'm very excited to keep an eye on in the near future
1: I'm very keen as well. Hey, they've, they've had a huge goal. They started from almost nothing with just a Facebook page, and now they've built up to a, a goal of having a brick-and-mortar store where they can go and service people. Uh, after they finish school, they can have kids come in, play tournaments. It's so good, so good to see. So I'm really excited for having these guys on board. Uh, and something even more exciting, throughout this episode, you're going to hear three code words. Now, uh, if you message us on Facebook those three code words in order... Uh, at Tanginetic on Facebook or on Instagram at Tangenetic as well, you will go into the draw to win a UW-2 Vermilion Bloodline 2nd Edition booster box from Dragon Ball Super. Uh, an amazing booster box edition. They're, they're quite... They're making a comeback, per se, to trading card gaming uh, for Dragon Ball. And I'm seeing more and more Dragon Ball tournaments pop up in Australia. Uh, it's huge in the United States, so it's still yet to take off in Australia. So getting the early hand on these boxes and pulling the, the secret rares and holding on to them could be quite a gold mine with investing. Yes. Speaking about investing, uh, something has just gone live on, on eBay, which, I mean, it, it excited me to see because I love seeing these. Ever since growing up and having a few of these bad boys uh, growing up with Pokemon, something that people use big time now for investing ever since Logan Paul's videos, which I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, is is all about Pokemon, PSA, authenticated grading cards, collecting them, getting them graded, selling them for 10 times what they're worth. Uh, it's now, on eBay, something's gone live about one hour ago, and it is a PSA 10 first edition Shadowless Charizard, which is quite quite surely the most expensive graded card in the world to date.
2: I have questions. Uh, first, what child was you know, got Pokemon cards and then decided, I'm going to keep this in pristine condition and not throw it at my friends? Because that's all I bloody well did. Uh, But also,
1: what does it mean by shadowless? I have no idea what that is. So with Pokemon, uh, the first set actually didn't have a shadow around it. So uh, a shadowless Charizard. So they had first edition, and then after that, they just had plain shadowless. So around the border, uh, that little gold border that's around the picture, there's no shadow, drop shadow, where you'll notice Ah. every single card after that has a drop shadow. Huh. Huh.
2: Interesting, Interesting. so it just verifies it as a Gen 1, essentially.
1: Exactly right, and and having that, of course, that famous black first edition stamp that's still on a lot of different trading card sets today uh, just gives it so much more value.
2: Interesting. I'm pretty sure I still have my old Pokemon cards from when I was a kid. I doubt any of them are worth anything just because they are just completely worn to hell. But who knows?
1: That's exactly the same. I had so many Pokemon cards growing up. I had so many Charizards as well, but we always played them in school. So they were all whitening, mm. they were dinted, scratched, everything like that. And uh, people have gone out of their way, clearly. You've had collectors that must have collected. Uh, like, what would they have collected before Pokemon came out? Like, probably comics, Batman comics. Marvel Comics, everything like that would have been out, what, since the 60s, even earlier? That,
2: though, like, these guys tend to, like, nerds don't tend to differ uh, too much in what they collect, I find. So comic book nerds stick with comic books. Uh, just they change over time. I reckon before Pokemon on these kind of trading cards, it was baseball cards.
0: Mm.
1: I know baseball so, cards are so- were huge, weren't they? Oh, they still well, yeah. are. They're the so other expensive. thing you got
0: to remember is a lot of people are still... Uh, Like, there's booster packs and things that are still sealed. Uh, A lot of people, you can still get booster boxes of of old card sets that people haven't opened, and they've just huddled them for fucking ages. So one of these Charizards might not have been one that someone, you know, got back when they were a child or for some reason kept. It could actually be from a more recent opening of a
1: pack. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, you see, so you see, of course you guys know who Logan Paul is. You know, the, probably the person who... I'm has... aware of
0: his existence.
1: <laughs> I have not watched a single thing of his. Much like the Kardashians,
0: everything I know, against my will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, of course, he, he grew up being, like, a, he made his name on vines. So back when we had those seven-second vines, he, he was one of the biggest viner people in the world for that type of thing. Um, the only viner I remember is Daz Black, and I think I still have him on YouTube. <laughs> I love his skits; they're amazing. Well, there you go. That's another. That's another reason I was going to go down. So he went from he he when Vine closed their doors and became less popular. Every, all of the viners were like, "Oh, what do we do now?" So they went to YouTube, um, and that's where Logan Paul sort of made made his name. And I'm I am in awe, right? Because Logan Paul. He controls the price of Pokemon cards right now. Like, they were down at a peak low, like a really low trough recently. And then Logan Paul, probably what, a year ago now, put a Pokemon video up. And all of a sudden, overnight, trading cards, instead of being able to buy booster boxes for trading cards for about $150, all of a sudden... Oh, sorry, not even less than 150, probably like $120 for a booster box of 36 packs of cards. All of a sudden, overnight, they're $230. So he Elon Musk's Pokemon cards. Exactly right. And that's just not from resellers. Like, that's, that's not from people who doll. hold them. That's from stores. Like, ban- That's from
2: a mass amount of 10 year olds who follow this idiot going, oh, no, he did the thing. let going go buy more cards, guys. Let's do
1: something. Exactly. Off they ran to do the stuff. Like, that's just weird. It, but, uh, I mean, you guys you guys are sort of in... Because I know you guys are in trading cards. You guys play a lot of Magic, and, and there's a lot of big chase cards out there for Magic as well. But the difference, I guess, between Pokemon and Magic, Pokemon has chase cards because they're Charizards, they're collectible, they look good in slabs. Whereas in Magic, your chase cards are the, the highly playable cards that everyone needs in their deck.
2: Can be. Uh, some of them are, like... Specific artists, their chase cards have gone up just because A,
0: the artist may have passed away um, or B, limited run of specific cards. No, you're, you're completely wrong there, Ben. Go look up the Power 9. The like, Power 9. Go cry at the cost of the Power 9 or a mint condition first run Black Lotus. That's oh, the shit that's yeah. worth money in MTG. <laughs> yeah, the chase cards can get you... Like, I mean, I have cards that are worth 100 bucks, Like... Some of the big cards, uh Gaius cradles like a two
1: grand card. Oh Ugh. man! What Jesus. raw? Just raw. Sorry. Is that like a non graded, just a a card that you get?
0: I mean, like uh, near mint, but
1: yeah. So I can see a uh, the most recent thing is a PSA eight. So eight out of ten is a black lotus. It's thirty six thousand mm. dollars on eBay. Yeah. It's not so bad. The
2: main difference between Magic: The Gathering and Pokemon cards, I find, is it's a lot easier to sell Magic: The Gathering cards at a high price because ten-year-olds don't tend to have like ten grand on hand to buy a Charizard.
0: Mm. It's so, like yeah. I said, you look up something like the Power Nine. That is an ins- a complete set of the Power Nine. That is a dumb amount of money. Mm.
1: And then you've got uh, so you've got another trading card. Uh, like a trading card company that's coming out soon called MetaZoo. And uh, I know in Australia, barely anyone's heard of it because it's still quite new to Australia. They've released uh, their, their booster their first series of booster boxes in the States, and now they're on to their second uh, second yeah. series. What, what game do they make? So it's a MetaZoo. MetaZoo, is that's the name of the game.
2: Never heard of it. I'm assuming it's some kind of, like, clone of Pokemon from the of
1: it. So it's a bit it's a bit of everything surprisingly so it's uh, I would say it's a combination of it, where every trading card company went wrong. So it's less about the display of the cards and it's more about the functionality of the cards in 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 battle type thing.
2: Interesting, but I can see that backfiring. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I mean the cards aren't too great. The only way to play it is on tabletop simulator, which they ha- they have basically uh, templates and whatnot in their Discord to teach new players, which I thought was really cool. Because uh, I went in there after, like, I had a mate be like, Hey, Metazoo's coming out. It's got a fir- first edition stamp. What do you think? And I'm like, All right, I'll get a box just to keep put away. I mean, it's first edition. Like, if, if it skyrockets, it'll rocket. Good. Um, and then I went into their Discord because I'm like, Oh, yeah, well, like, where are you guys based? I want to learn more about it. And then all of them are playing it on Tabletop Simulator. They're like, Come on in. We'll show you. We'll show you the game. And yeah it's it's really really cool oh man these these cards could do with an art overhaul, yeah I mean it's uh it was basically crowd funded purely crowd funded no no investments or anything like that and uh as you can see, the artwork needs a little bit more, but to be fair Pokemon, some of these are pretty sketch man I mean when you think about it Pokemon cards sort of started the same way compared to their rainbow cards, their full art cards, and everything that they have today. Uh, they started. They started pretty basic.
0: Yeah, man. Like, I get where you're coming from, but like these are, oh, these God. are low. These are low rent. Uh, look, uh, Swoosh, I'll, I'll link you a, a list, uh, a image list. You're an artist. You. you <laughs> I you know, know. I've already. I've already Googled this, and this hurts me. Oh
1: Jesus! Yeah. Link. So they've they've got some work to do.
0: <laughs> what is this purple thing?
1: So by no oh, means. I don't want the,
0: the walking Sam, which is a really odd, I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> and a lot of it's pretty cramped. There's so much rule text on these cards. Man, what this one it? has a thing called stinky punch.
1: I don't know what the hell that is. What about the sewer, the sewer alligator with chomp? Well, at least I got one thing right. looks. Some-
0: I, I, I don't want to deride a company that's trying to make a new card game. Like, yeah. like I, I, I feel like I'm shitting on it really hard. But it's just like, oh man, it is a crowded play space right now uh, to get into the the CCG market, with the the big dogs of Yu Gi Oh, MTG, and Pokemon pretty much locking up huge swaths of the player base. Ooh, like uh, I can look at this and be like, <laughs> if I saw this, I would not say this is release candidate. This is not a card game that will last.
2: I look at this as. Beta test um, artwork. Like, maybe that's what it is. It could just be placeholdery kind of thing, first edition. Uh, but looking at it, I just loaded one by itself, which is Loveland Frogman. And it's <laughs> so busy. This is breaking so many rules that I was taught during like, oh, studying yeah. art back in animation. It's just, you can't see the detail because for some reason they put a weird holographic thing over the image, but not made it holographic. The text is tiny and there's so much of it. It's holy.
0: Oh my god.
1: And uh, uh dude, have you seen
0: the ghost train? That oh. one is that is too much. I'll you link it have... to you. Look at this nut job. This is too much stuff for a, like blown up on screen, it works better. Hmm. But um, oh man, if that was a oh, card god. size, it's... just uh... the, um, the preview that loaded. That
2: is a yeah. lot of stars. Yeah. Guys, oh, do, wow. For
1: those, of you watching, for those of you listening at home to us describing this, uh, yeah, look, you can Google MetaZoo cards if you like, but uh, this is the first time Seth and Swoosh have seen MetaZoo cards. Uh, so their reactions are definitely real. Uh, I mean, th-
0: this is... You've got Swoosh reacting to the artwork and me looking at uh, someone who's played some absolutely retarded magic cards going, there's too much fucking text. What the hell is your problem? It's like a light novel in the
2: descriptions for them. But at the same time, it's like, I look at these, I'm not really reacting to this artwork. I'm being assaulted by this artwork. <laughs> like, again, props to them for doing a thing. I will not stop them from like putting this forward. But at the same time, please invest Wait. in some more
1: artists. Can you, okay, look, I've read a description of one of them, and I think it relates to us, okay? So I think we we will get along with the sewer alligator. Uh, The description of the sewer alligator, even though it's date of birth is in 1973, very strange that they're putting date of births on cards. Um, And for a crocodile. And and for a crocodile, yes. So it lives... This particular crocodile was born
2: in
0: June.
1: (laughs) It lives in the catacombs of forgotten things. It feeds on discarded food and the unwary traveller and pizza. <laughs> that, that really does
0: describe us. Uh, it's...
1: <laughs>
0: oh man! God damn it! Oh Look, man. look it look. There's something interesting here. Mm. I don't know if I'd want to play it, but yeah, like I said, as much as I'm giving them shit, like power to them. You're trying to start something new in an overly crowded space. Yeah, go ham! Like, go absolute swing for the fences, shoot for the moon. I hope these guys can do well.
1: I think it's time. um, I think it's time actually for our first code word. And um, I I think we're going to base our first code word on, oh, um, he's a Dragon Ball Z character. uh, Very similar to the word vegetable. Um, You guys know, you guys know who I'm talking about? You know that most of of them are named after vegetables. You you, you realize
0: that right? That's the joke of the
2: Saiyans. (laughs) They are every one of them is a vegetable. The only ones who differ are the half-breeds who
1: are named after Underwear or their grandfather. All right, well, let's, let's talk about the one that actually has half of the word vegetable in its name. Well, he is king of the vegetables. It makes sense. So what's our first no, code word oh, yeah. well, <laughs> then? Technically,
0: technically, he is a king because his dad is killed, but he still calls himself the prince of all science for some he's, fucking reason.
2: He's never been crowned, I guess. It's hard I, to be get, a king of
1: four people. That is fair. That is absolutely fair. Well, you know what? We were going to say the code word, but I like that description better. So let's let people guess what that word's going to be. Who is that character? All right. All right. If you can't get that, like...
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: come on. Come on, guys. Seriously. You don't deserve <laughs> If you can't to win get this. that, we can't help you any further. I'm sorry. Goodbye. You just do not deserve to win this booster box. But, yeah. So, fun times. Yeah. So I guess we've broken down MetaZoo. We've given them a free... Uh, Free review,
2: broken down or just <laughs> destroyed for the sake of it. Yeah, no, that, that
0: was good luck to them. I uh, I hope they, they get the do, all their do things. Do we want to swat, swat switch to something a little bit silly and feel goody? Yeah. What do you got for us? All right, so you guys don't know who John Saint John is. No, I'm assuming he's a saint of John's. Yeah, is his name okay, John? So his full name is Jane John Saint John. What? Okay, Who so, named the kid this? Yeah. I have no idea. You're going to laugh even more when I tell you what he does. Oh, no. So the thing you need to know is the big news that came out about John St. John is that he's become an ordained minister. He can now marry people. Right. Okay. Now there are two places you might know his voice from. Did you oh, play no. Half-Life uh, Opposing Forces? Yeah. You know all the soldiers? Yeah. They're all John St. John. Oh. Every single one of them is this one guy.
1: Wait, he was the he was also the original um oh he was a voice actor for Duke Duke Nukem. Yes, that was the next yeah, one. Was yeah, he is yeah. the voice actor for Duke Nukem.
0: Holy Duke shit. Nukem can marry you. Oh, that is amazing. Man. So
2: it's a shame I'm just horribly single. I'd go and find them now. I fucking no, right? The
0: idea that the fucking
2: Duke can marry people is hilarious. What the fuck? Also, the fact that he is an ordained minister means he's a part of the church, which means technically in the future he could be canonized and made a saint. So he could be Saint John, Saint John. Oh, no. Yes,
0: yes, he could.
2: (laughs) One day, Duke Nukem could be a double saint. We could do this. We
0: petition the Vatican now. We lay the groundwork. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Do oh, you- I just want him becoming a
1: saint. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> do you? That be the greatest hymn by like just playing that. Do you take him in sickness and in health, in balls of steel?
2: <laughs> Even better, just way down the line when it's all forgotten as a meme, he's actually a saint or something. A, Turn to the book of, of the prophecies
0: and just. Random quotes from Duke Nukem, Saint John, which are mostly random quotes from like old TV shows and movies. Yeah.
1: Saint John. Um... Why, why do people keep yelling out "Balls of Steel" during uh, you reading a, a prayer? No, no, they'd be singing it even better, like <laughs> gospel singing. "Balls of Steel"
0: would be
1: great. Wow, I didn't know we had a choir singer here, dude. I was in a state level choir. Fuck what? off. Who was I actually? I was. I was a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hit the things with sticks I did it was, it was
2: good I would have preferred to be a drummer as opposed to choir would have me beat up less <laughs> <laughs>
1: shit alright so um, oh, so yeah John St wow there you go John St. Saint John St. Saint, Saint John yeah. St. John of what if he wait what if he becomes a priest of St. John's church St. John St. John all of St. John's oh
0: man this could work. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting into some deep layers here, boys. So, this is uh, starting to go down the road of idiocracy
1: where we're, we're trying to get a video game character canonized. <laughs> this is not going to end well. This is starting, you know what this is starting to turn into? A metazoo card. Oh,
0: really God. Fight. We've become that which we despise. <laughs>
1: Metazoo, if you release a St. John, St. John of St. John's that it can only attack when it's in St. John's Church, then uh, we're coming for you with copyright, mate. Oh, God. (laughs) Seth's like, why did I bring up St. John's?
0: Oh, no, look, I was bringing this up because the minute I read it, it was like, oh, my God, I hope these guys don't read this article before I tell them about it.
1: No, no, I know. I just, yeah, I remember the, uh, I remember because, um, I played so much Duke Nukem, so much. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, Duke Nukem Three D. I
1: mean, no, no, he got. Oh, that wasn't St. John. I think he, um, Duke Nukem Three D was recast. Someone recast him for that. No, no, no? that was
0: John St. John. He's
1: still credited. Um,
0: John St. John is the the voice for Duke in Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem
1: Manhattan Project, and Duke Nukem Forever.
2: Mm. He's oh, never yeah, not yeah, played yeah, yeah. Duke.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was um. It was Joe Siegler that was recast by Todd Hmm. That's
0: about right. I have no idea who they are or what they played. No, Um...
1: (laughs) Smile, (laughs) nod. Uh... But no, no, the Duke has always been John St. John. Holy. (laughs) So you want to know if, so, all right. You've used TeamSpeak, right? We've all used TeamSpeak. Yes. Yeah. You know the male voice that would be like, channel switched. User yeah, exactly. has joined your channel. Is that John St. John? That is John St. John. Oh, my God! <laughs> he's everywhere!
0: God fucking damn it. God, he's, th- he's everywhere like Stephen Waite. Oh, Fuck. man. If you even know who Stephen Waite is, that dude is in so much stuff. And oh, yeah, definitely. And he's
1: currently voicing Dota 2 and voiceovers for Guild Wars 2. Guy, doesn't
0: yeah. surprise me. look he's a reasonably well-known and prolific voice actor you just most people don't know who he is or if they do they just know he played Duke Nukem
1: this is crazy absolutely crazy this guy like imagine just being a vo- waking up one day and being like I want to be in video games and then ending up being like the voice actor for hundreds of games
0: I mean isn't that what every voice actor is trying to do
1: but pretty much like do you reckon he woke up you know, because he wanted to be in video games all of his life. But do you reckon he woke up and just wanted to be a voice actor? I think he not. Actually, up yeah, um, some steel.
2: Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, if you ever get bored, there is a great documentary called uh, I Know That Voice done by Joe DiMaggio, the guy who voices Bender. And it goes through uh, titans of the voice acting industry as well as newer generations of it and that kind of thing. In that generation, so those voice actors who started early video games, uh, some cartoons, that kind of stuff, a lot started off in radio and then transitioned across to video games and other medium. So chances are, he was at some point in some kind of radio stuff. I've never actually looked into his own DVD, but it might be in there somewhere. Uh, But that's where a lot of them ended up coming from. So they may not have worked up going, I'm going to be in video (laughs) games, but it may have just been a knife with career path when... Things got weird.
1: Well, he actually started as a top 40 DJ in Carolina. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, see? There you go. Yeah. But I'll give you one guess. How many games has he done voiceovers for? Oh, fuck.
2: I'm going to say 157.
1: It's a bit extreme. That's a lot of games.
0: Go big and go, go, host. I mean, I've never thought of him as being super prolific. So I'm going to go 50.
1: 61. Ah, oh, was close. Nice. 61. And uh, yeah, it's wow. So definitely one of the, one of the more talented voice actors of our, of our lifetime, at least. Although well, I just yeah.
2: realized we haven't gone on a major tangent <laughs> at this point. Like, true the show's name. Um, we should probably just try and get it back on track. Cause we did have a thing we're going to talk about, but including video games.
1: Uh, I mean, it's mostly one that came played. out
2: this week. Yes. Something, yeah, something that came out very recently.
1: So Arceus has been released. The thing we've been talking about non-stop for like the last couple of episodes. The thing St. John Saint John of St. John's is not in.
2: You say that now, but I'm guaranteeing <laughs> he'll be in there somewhere. He probably is. Just making growling noises or something. <laughs> He's actually Eevee. That's all it is. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I, I've been playing a lot of that game because... It's it's entertaining, I'll give it that. I like the new mechanic of being thrown out on expeditions. I can go and faff around in an open world for a while, get attacked by a goddamn Rapidash every four seconds.
1: It's, I enjoy, it's like one of the first Pokemon games with really constant and decent side quests.
2: And I don't hate, they actually give you decent stuff. Like, I got my first shiny from a side quest.
1: Some of them do, yeah. Some, I mean, some of them. Like, I, I like, I scroll through them. I accept them all, and then I'll scroll through them because some of them will give you like three berries and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm never, I'm never even doing that. Like, you're not getting your badoof back. Sorry, mate. Like, it's not happening.
2: Yeah, I'm, no, there's so many where it's like, I want this Pokemon. I have twelve. Please take them. <laughs> so I have one. It's like one of them's like, I need this Pokemon with three leaves on its head. Take it away, please.
1: But it's clogging up my boxes. I mean, it's um, I found. The game's quite easy up until a certain point, and I've just reached that point uh, in the game where you you do need to spend some time out hunting, farming. As much as you want to run around and throw balls and catch everything, it doesn't level up your Pokemon to the level that you need them to be to get uh, to the final palace at the end. Um but it's, yeah, so it's quite frustrating now losing constantly and having to do that tactical battle where you put a Pokemon out to revive your other ones to so basically yeah. use that Pokemon as a scapegoat. Um, but okay. Out of curiosity, what is your average level? I'm a, a currently a level 58 or 59 across the board.
2: Well, same. Which... But like- I'm at the, um, I'm heading towards, I'm in the snow area now trying to get the, the flying mount so I can then ignore everything and fly everywhere I want to and explore everything from the get-go. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I've been murdering everything out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I run around I was like, oh, a thing. It dies now. You're
0: the uh, reason some of these Pokemon don't exist in the future, aren't you?
2: Pretty much. Uh, I'm one of those people who, when I get the new mode of transportation, I go back to the first area and start, you know, faffing around with it. Like, oh, how, where can I go now? Over here? Awesome. And then I run off in the distance and get murdered by Snorlax. But all that kind oh, of stuff. That right, motherfucker. I was not expecting a level 60 Snorlax when I no, had level that. 30. Uh, I then eventually went to that little, uh, was it the, uh, the? what was it? The island just near there. It's, like, oh, it's a small island. It can't be anything big there. Alpha-type, like, Infernape. It's like, <laughs> oh, hello. I'm just going to leave. No, you're going to kill me. Okay. <laughs> that's, but, yeah,
1: no, that was a surprise. That's something I enjoy as well about this game. Like, this is the first Pokemon game where they can actually attack and knock you out. Mm. As a trainer, they can just constantly attack you.
2: What I like so is we- when you run out of Pokemon, that's not the end. You can run yeah. away like a little bitch.
1: <laughs> and I do.
2: A lot. I run away and start hunting for herbs so I can make revives.
0: Just mash it into their face. Wake up, wake up! <laughs> He's still chasing me. Why won't you wake up?
2: But no, I've enjoyed that game immensely. I I, I have absorbed very little of the story, um, primarily because uh, I still story? feel... There's apparently one. Apparently
0: I fell through a hole in the sky and now I hunt the Pokemon. So, Yay. See, all um, I've grabbed from the story so far is Arceus is a dick. Yeah. Sent me back on time and then went, all right, I'll give you a phone. Stop bitching. <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much. It's like, yeah, yeah, here you go, little millennial, take your phone with you. And no one bats an eyelid it either. It's like, oh, that's clearly advanced technology. And good for I you did, have fun. Yeah, the fucking scientist,
0: the, the, the fucking professor who's like, dude, the most technological advanced thing we've ever made is a Pokeball. What the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> the Pokeballs are really new. It's like, I have this thing that tell, uh, lets me communicate with God. I'm like, well, that's nice. It also makes rocks disappear. Yes, that too. Um, but like, it's such a strange place as well. Because you go into that the, the was it, Team Galaxy, the place that you live. And it's like that massive mansion made of brick and everything else is made of like thatch and wood. It's like, there's a clear disparity of people living here, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's taking all the taxes for themselves, aren't you, Captain? But, oh, uh, no, it's been interesting at the very least. I have not had a moment where I have hated it. I don't feel like it's grinding at the moment, but I also haven't reached the point that Ben's up to, so who knows? Well, know. I'm not too I'm far awesome ahead of you motors. at the moment,
1: but I did spend yeah. about, I, I spent about two days probably shiny hunting. Um, and, of course, first thing these game exploiters do is uh, find a new game and they'll search a way to make shiny hunting easier. And what they've done is basically they've put up tutorials and whatnot on how to lock outbreaks so that you can go and see the outbreak. And if you don't catch a shiny in the outbreak, you can reset the game and just travel back to the outbreak and get fresh spawns and and keep doing it over and over until a shiny will appear. Because in the outbreaks, a shiny is like 1 in 147 chance of appearing. So... Majorly, majorly common. Um so seeing seeing people on my friends list already with like forty to fifty shinies, I'm like, that's this is more easy to do than any other game that's been released before.
2: See like I haven't actually I've only got one shiny, it's the one I get from the quest. I haven't actually been looking for them. Um because I don't know why my brain's never really gone the shiny route. But those um time riffs that pop up all I do is just kind of stream through them on the back of the, the giant elk thing, grabbing as much crap as I can on the way through. It's like, this is mine, and this is mine, and this is mine. That's a bear. This is mine. And just trying to get out. <laughs> like All I do is just dive in, grab the stuff, dive back out. If I see something that's rare, I might dive back in if I need it. Um, I'm a very weird Pokemon hunter. I, I just I go hunting for specific things, catch 10 of them, liquidize the ones that are weaker and keep the one good one. (laughs) I mean, this time we don't get candy for it.
0: Yeah. I gotta say, like, it's a good game. I think it does need a little bit of work, and I really hope it doesn't exist as a weird sighting experiment. I absolutely believe that if Pokemon wants to keep being as ubiquitous and relevant as it is, they need to take what they've learned here and apply it to a main game, and expand on it. I because would like that. there are too many clones in their genre, in just the base game style, the way they've been running Pokemon for all these years. And yes, I'm going to say the fucking name we've said every goddamn episode. Temtem has wholly jacked that basic formula and enhanced it. I did notice they... there are
2: some things that have carried over. Um, the fact that you can now teach moves at any time and switch them out. Yeah, I don't know Super how handy. long that's been in production, but at the same time, that came out with Temtem very early on. It's like, maybe, are you guys actually getting scared of this now? Force, and, which I want, because that forces them to actually innovate. Um, and I think this is...
0: They're, they're, they're at least trying. They're doing something new, and I think but, it's paid off. It's absolutely amazing. I just don't want the lessons by learned by Arceus to just be forgotten or only relegated to an Arceus 2. Yeah, Or uh, Legends of blank. This stuff needs, the lessons learned need to go to the mainline titles. They mm. cannot stay in these side experiments. You've learned too much. And I know people who don't even like Pokemon games that much. who Fucking love Arceus. Oh, yeah. You are getting your fan base back right now. Don't fucking squander it. Pretty much,
2: like if they can build on this, make this concept better, then I think that would be the way to head forward in their new generations of gaming. That's all we can really hope for.
0: Yeah, pretty so, much.
1: I mean, um, like, one thing you yeah, won't, one thing you probably haven't tried yet, right? You know, the um, you, you go through it in the storyline. You'll verse these massive Pokemon that will turn gold, and you need to throw dust at them. Yeah. If you're if all of your Pokemon get knocked out. A lot of people just mash A to reset the battle. If they read the text, under Reset Battle, there's a line that says, ah, I'll continue where I left off. Mm. It'll just give you all your Pokemon back and the health bar will still be low on the on the thing that you're versing. The only one I've
2: ever seen that menu was uh, the Voltorb one. the, the That little bastard because i was not expecting that level of just suddenly you must be competent to do this like but everything else just ran at me why is this one doing special attacks like being chased by energy balls every five seconds that do not dissipate
1: dodging (laughs) explosives like
2: when did this get fucking difficult what's going on
1: you're in for a treat uh with the section you're you're coming up to now oh you mean
2: like i'm halfway through a temple got annoyed by having to follow statues and gave up
1: well, you didn't you didn't just look at the thing on their chest?
2: I knew what to do, but it's one of those things. I got to like this third one. I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Because <laughs> no everybody uh... was like 11 o'clock. I'm like, nah, I, I don't want to follow more. I don't want to talk to another child that is somehow a warden and then <laughs> be given this bird that I can't play with until much later on. Like, yeah, I have as much as like, I love the game, I don't like the characters in it. Like they, they annoy me because yeah. they've fallen into that Pokemon trap of everything's is great, isn't it lovely? Like, no. You keep saying that Pokemon are terrifying. Why aren't you afraid
0: of them? Yeah, that's the creepy bit. There's, there's like this dark undertone, but no one wants to talk about it. Drifloon. Drifloon! I mean... I mean, the fact that there's a child abducting Pokemon that lives outside front gate of
1: the first town. Yeah, it's a little fun. You brought
0: an abduction, it's even more fun.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh yeah, so You're you're about to verse a mega alpha that it, it it's very frustrating. It's uh it, it's a lot of fun, but and one thing I do like about this game is the visual effects. They've also stepped the notches up with the visual huh. effects. For well, some of them, yes. Yeah. But uh, I think it's time for a second code word uh, for our, our booster box giveaway. All right. I'm gonna say a line, uh, and if the line is easy and you two know who it is, then it will be published, and then everyone else is gonna have to guess. All right. What's the line? The line Go is, on. "Power comes in response to a need, not a desire." That could I mean, be from I... literally any
0: comic book written by Marvel. That is true, but I know. Ex- I mean, look. I think we've already nailed it down that it's a DBZ themed set, yeah. and there is. I know the exact. I can tell you the exact scene it's from, but I can also tell you a line that would probably nail it down for more people. Okay, what's that the line? Is muffin button,
1: muffin <laughs> button. <laughs> yes, no, that will definitely nail That's it the down. Muffin it for. button. <laughs>
0: Same character. Both both of these lines are said by... One is from a fan sub and the other one's from the English Fisher one. That I cannot unhear the fan character. sub. Their version is right. now the... That is the standard now. I mean, code word one from the fan sub is... is That's, that's that guy. It, but,
1: yeah. All right, that's two. That's two code words down. We'll have to uh, plug the third one a little bit later on. Uh, and once again, if you message us on Facebook or Instagram... Uh, Tangenetic with these code words in order, or these character names in order, rather uh, than a Vermillion Bloodline Second Edition booster box that Dragon Ball Super could be in your hands uh, as as soon as next week. Who knows? Okay, so ca- can can I talk about a
0: thing that I kind of needlessly heavily fanboyed over?
1: Is this another Saint John thing?
0: No, it's not. He's in it somewhere, guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, it could be voicing the guy. I don't know. Um, look, okay. So, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the last episode of, of Boba, like, mild spoilers. Mm,
1: oh, my
0: God. Um, so, I mean, it's a really great episode, Damien Mira. And the thing everyone else is losing their minds about is, oh, my God, Luke Skywalker. Uh, fuck off. You,
2: wait, the you did say spoilers, of-
0: right? Yes, I did. I said spoilers for Boba.
2: <laughs> they
1: know where he is going on. The memes have already ruined it for us. <laughs> Man-
0: in rant mode, fuck off.
1: Rah. This Seth rant mode is brought to you by Misty's Collectibles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, no, I know the don't, exact don't point me. you fanboyed over because I did the exact same
0: thing. People are losing it over that, and it's like, okay, that's kind of cool, and all the stuff with Grogu's great, and blah blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Fuck off. Cat, ca- fucking Cad Bane in live action. You fucking kidding me? They did kind of ruin his hat, though it's tiny. Yeah, but it's, it'll, it'll actually work on his head. Same like yeah, when they shrunk right. the Leku on, on Ahsoka. Yeah. Make but it's Cad Bane, dammit! Yes. <laughs> and like, he, it's so Boba, well done. It's the character. It's perfectly written. Boba has all of this, uh, a lot of people consider, like undeserved fandom in the fan base because he doesn't really do anything. But if you're a fan of the Clone Wars TV show... Cad Bane is all over that thing and owns every fucking scene he's in. I mean, he seeing was also him... in um, Bad Batch recently and owned the scenes he was. he was in there. He's he... so good. He is the bounty hunter of bounty hunters. Man. Oh, I fucking love him. And seeing him walk out of the desert, like oh, you okay, see the shadowy yeah. figure and it's like, who the fuck is this? Uh. And you see the blue skin and it's like, oh my God, they
2: did it. I'm so glad that they still are leaning into the Western themes for that
0: one and just keep it going. I love it. It's great. Oh, having him actually walk into town, not like yeah. roll up on a speeder or something. Yeah. Oh, so good.
1: Like, so fucking good. Like That would have taken hours to walk there. And then he, he That's that, the thing. Yeah. He's he doesn't that even, level of weird. He doesn't, he doesn't he, steal he probably it. Would have, he
0: probably would have speeded nearby, but knows that he needs <laughs> to walk into town. <laughs> The
2: thing is anytime he pops up he is a theatric kind of person. Oh, he's he a bit, he's a badass guaranteed. But he's also he also understands the meaning of a good entrance and a speedy retreat and that kind of stuff. Uh, in the comics he does the same stuff. He always has a dramatic
0: entry. There's no mid range with him. I just love. Well, the, uh, he's running on the uh, the pirate idea. Like your branding needs to to tell people who you are. Yeah. So walking into a room, he might be subtle, but when he needs to be Cad Bane,
1: everybody knows he's Cad Bane. Yeah. I just love the uh, the meme that's going around, and it, and it's um oh not Anakin. The meme with Anakin and Leia, not Leia. But the um what's her name Padme? Padme? Yeah, Padme. Uh, and it's like, um, guess who shot the sheriff? But you, you didn't kill the deputy, right? Right?
0: Oh, uh, it's a better one of that. I was actually just about to link it in the chat. The one um, that has um, actual got uh, the guy who wrote the song my brains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. I think I, it to, I think it sent it to you earlier today.
2: Possibly, we may like have to put that did. one on the uh, up onto the Tension Egg chat. Yeah, I the, think we're
0: going to have to do yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in our, it's in our, um, it's in our chat. Um, As designated meme lord, I will do the thing. There you yeah. go. It's do the thing. Yeah, no, I, I saw that and I absolutely love it. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, that was my like, oh my god fan thing this week. It was just like, <laughs> no, oh my I, god, they actually did catveid. I did the exact
2: same thing because I was watching, I was having fun and I enjoyed it all. I was getting a bit shitty at Luke's, you know, behaviour. Uh, and then that popped up and I'm like, ooh, no, this... I see a figure in the distance. Like that can't be. They wouldn't do that in live action, would they? And then he gets closer. It's
1: like oh, I, but, I yeah, no, that I whole episode. It. I I enjoyed that whole episode. the The one downside for me uh, is that did did Grogu's you know his his the force jumping around special effects scene just it reminded you of something that it just wasn't, and that was Yoda's famous lightsaber scene. Yeah um and the special effects for grogu jumping around were just oh that was so clunky and bad compared they were also cheaper
2: than what they were in the mando series because i've recently rewatched mando uh you know to gear up to watching uh Mm. book of boba and the special effects for when uh, he's doing stuff are very different If you also look back at the old stuff for the prequels, Yoda didn't stick to to two legs constantly. He ran around on four legs during the middle of a fight quite often.
1: Mm. He used those just for effect.
0: Yeah. I did love when he's walking with Luke and he's force-pulling him to keep him yes. up. Yeah.
1: That, was, I was, that like, was fun. Is he
0: doing little hops? Like, what's going on? And then you see the little hand gesture from Luke. Yeah. He's literally picking him up and putting him in front of him <laughs> so they can walk and talk.
2: Yeah. The, although, like, I, I enjoyed all the scenes with Luke and everything, but at the same time, that ultimatum really twings something off. me. Yeah, so I, I looked like, oh, like that. You're dealing in an absolute fucker. What are you doing there? That's not what you do. Yeah, For someone who's st- leaning and drunk the Jedi Kool-Aid, which we never really expected him to really do, uh, he's leaned in he's like, you know what? Ultimatum, choose one or the other. But, b- um, uh,
1: Luke, that, that's against your order.
2: You, you shouldn't do it. Luke, no.
1: Stop it. Put it down. I believe there's a uh, a line from episode three where it says only Sith steal in absolutes. Which is you not know, an absolute. An absolute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, well, no. come on, we're Sith for life around here, so, you know, maybe not the best source of info.
1: Yeah,
2: I no, just, we are definitely all the, the dark side of things. If I was given lightning, I'd be using it constantly.
1: Because I took that I took that part so deep. I was like, okay, so you want me to abandon my father for a, a bright green stick? Yeah. Uh, He's not asking
0: him to abandon it for the bright green stick. He's using the bright green stick to represent staying and becoming a Jedi Master. Hmm. The thing is, though, um, you
2: look at that thing as well, with Ahsoka being there, and she was very much anti-Jedi towards the end, wasn't she? Like, towards the end of Her Clone whole Wars. whole thing is that. Yeah, and then suddenly she's, A, contributing to someone uh, building a school for Jedi, and B, someone who has drunk the Kool-Aid. It's like, what? what's happened? Just, it builds,
1: when did you change? It builds so much. Like, what is next episode going to be? It, there is... They've put. Next episode, so much.
0: There is one thing that must fucking happen next episode, and that is Boba riding a Rancor.
2: Yes, the prophecy must be fulfilled. I
0: accept nothing less.
2: <laughs> well, I still Zero out of funny. ten
0: if no Boba rides Rancor.
2: Yeah, guaranteed. This is unwatchable. Can't do it. But it must be there because we have Space Machete now. Uh, we need to see more of him. Oh, oh, right yeah. Hell yeah. I do like he's just slowly gaining a cavalcade of characters. It's like you know what we've got these guys. We've got the mighty Morphin Power Scooters in the corner where they're banished now. Oh, I'm so glad they
1: just kind of dropped that pretty quick, didn't they? After Um, the reviews,
0: yeah. (sighs) Well, I mean, Uh, they don't really have the time to make alterations like that. Yeah, but. Like in the next scene when they had where they were like going through all of their their people, they like kind of really skip over the street gang. And like, well, we've got Mando and we've got the Wookiee, and yeah, we've got the muscle now. We could we can do, something. Yeah. they didn't <laughs> quite skip over them it was more Like, and these guys helped, I guess. Well done. There's a shadowy Good spot children. over there that we're not gonna look at because the light does not touch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna find it interesting because, of course, you know, Mando. Mando's going to come back, uh, Willy, he's going to defend with Boba, so there's going to be a huge war. What I'm afraid of is, because I'm quite enjoying the, the Bounty Hunter side of things and the Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, I, I'm afraid that Luke Skywalker's going to come back and defend uh, and all of a sudden it's all about Jedis again.
0: I doubt uh, it because we have two separate shows about Jedi, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Yeah. And we have a confirmed third season of Mando coming, and hmm. in the, I mean, let's fuck it, well, I mean, we're just going to jump onto the two episodes we haven't talked about. In the previous episode, with Mando getting kicked out of his clan, and yeah. being told that he has to go back to Mandalore and bathe in the waters of something, I can't remember what they were. Off the top of my living, mi- uh, living waters under the mines. That's it. Yeah. Um, I absolutely believe that the next season of, of Mando will be him taking going there with Grogu and they will both be anointed as Mandalorians. Yep. That's my it's... call for next season. So... And
2: then we can start looking into Force users as opposed to Jedi and Sith, which is what they were angling for in the recent movies and recent media. Shh, um... There are no movies. Oh yeah, no. Uh, the recent media, the recent TV shows, have all been leaning toward... Kanan from uh, Rebels was a grey uh, force user. He was the middle ground between the light and the dark. Uh, understood that dark powers exist. It isn't necessary that they are evil, but they can be used say for evil.
0: Ezra got closer to that than Kano did.
2: Kanan just kind of caught him the way, and Ezra took it from there. Yeah, um, oh, he definitely. That,
0: um, Kano's never had on. a Sith teacher. He mm-hmm. just started to let go of some of the ideals of the Jedi. Yeah. But Ezra learned from Maul and he's learned from Kano. So he's probably closer to a a gray Jedi than Kano is. Pretty much. And we may start seeing
2: him in media uh, in Ahsoka since she's hunting Mm -hmm. the guy that he
0: kind of disappeared with. Oh man, live action Thrawn is going to be great. (laughs)
1: What I see, hey, so what it. I see from all this, you know, uh, this reminds me a lot. I, 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 it won't happen, but I really, I kind of hope it does. Like you see Marvel, where you've got the, you've got the movies and the movie build-ups, development of each character, and then in the end they come together like Avengers and the huge wow movie that wows the whole planet. Mm. You know, you've got all these now these Star Wars TV series with character development, building them up. Mm. Is there going to be something coming up? That brings all these TV shows together.
2: I hope so. If they're smart, then yes. Uh, it would be something coming in as a endgame level kind of movie would be great. I a two-parter th- or something similar. Exactly. I think um, if they do
1: that, Endgame has a challenger.
2: Yeah. That'd be that'd be good. Uh, but the problem is they for some reason, they want the movies to be, you know, epic and that kind of thing, but they refuse to step away from the Skywalker family. It's like, please, yeah.
1: stop it.
0: They're gone now. New thing. I mean, even, And then good. they do a two fucking TV shows that are not dealing with Skywalkers, and oh my God, they're really good. Yeah.
1: Until Boba them. Fett brings in Skywalker. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I well, Mando,
2: Mando brought did that. that in. Um, uh, yeah. Mando started that one. But... See, we'll see where we go, and I want to see more Force users as standard people, or yes. I want to see standard people fighting a Force user. The reason the Mandalorians were terrifying is they knew how to fuck up a Jedi. That was what made them scary. They'd like, oh, we have these space wizards who keep everyone safe. Oh, God, those people can kill the space wizards. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> and then Mandalorians were a thing. But for me, I want to see, like, a... Um, uh, a safe cracker who uses the force to, like, innately when he's picking locks to make sure things work properly, to know, to hear things, to know what's going on.
0: I mean, Not I to be thought, overpowered, but boosts minor attributes. I mean, it would really work with something like that, because, like, maybe instead of, like, trying to move the pins or anything, he can feel the pins. Yeah. <laughs> so when he's got the right one, he can f- literally feel through the force it drop in place, so he already knows it's locked. I feel, um, like, I feel like doing there's something, so many better ways you can do it something hmm.
1: if if they end up doing something like that I feel like that's gonna open a whole can of worms oh, oh that's what we want we want the we want the can open like a, uh, a janitor Jedi that makes the floors wash themselves.
2: I mean, it'll, it'll pop up somewhere. All I want is Ocean's Eleven in the Star Wars universe. That's it. Oh, my bunch God. Of, that would be brilliant. A bunch of minor Force users who are just, they don't know they're Force users. They just innately deal with it. Also, we've already had the Force
1: user janitor. It was at the end of one of those god awful movies where a child picks up a broom. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And then that Ugh. that broom's actually the famous broom we were talking about on Below Deck the other episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, no. I, I want just all I want is to take random movies or genres and throw them into the Star Wars filter. So gone in sixty seconds as a Star Wars movie. Shipjackers. Would
1: that not be amazing? Gone in 50 seconds. Ha! God, God, yes. <laughs> this Fuck, is one kind man. of nice things.
0: This is this when we hit the eject from podcast button?
2: <laughs> no, we haven't rigged it up yet.
0: Um, but that would be great.
2: You could do whatever the hell you wanted. Any genre would work. You know, just mash the Star Wars filter on
0: top. Like, all right, cool. We've got like a rom-com. Cool. Ah, Star Wars now. Well, see, that's the weird thing. It's less than Star Wars is the filter and more all the things that it's already working with. Like mm. it, the, the two big influences, oddly enough, shock horror, are, you know, kung fu movies and westerns. Yeah the reason the cad bane scene works so well is it's straight out of a western um i think it's like episode 3 of of the first season of mando is straight up seven samurai yeah it's star the wars is does, star wars' filter is already this kind of you know against the odds empire type thing be it mm. the encroaching bad guys of the deep west or the imperial forces in 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 japan so your rom-com is going to turn into a western rom-com not necessarily a okay star wars rom-com. it's <laughs> more than it's a western rom-com
2: with aliens the second you said western rom-com i can already see chris pratt's in it somewhere uh <laughs> Like as the main character oh yeah definitely I'm in I'll watch that but I would like that there's more things building upon those kinds of genres or just adding flavor to that universe they've created is what they need to do and stepping away from the big powerful things like Jedi Sith you know that kind of stuff and the more mundane go to the mundane stuff because that Mm. is a lot better bounty hunters alone great fun guys who have found interesting ways to deal with things Hell, we could get Mr. Bones in. Like, Ooh. we could finally have Mr. Bones as a live action thing. For anyone who does not know what Mr. Bones is, he is a generation one, oh, it was a B1 battle droid who has been retrofit to be a personal bodyguard by a tech genius child, basically, Star Wars version of Tony Stark. Um, and his sole directive is keep the child safe. And he does that with.
1: Great Prejudice. <laughs> he murders so many things. I mean, um, just but that doing, stuff is great. Doing some research on, I guess, what could have been with Star Wars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a few things here from some actors that almost got to play the big Star Wars roles, and I want to get your, I want to get your quick take on it. So, mm. all right, so we'll start off with Han Solo. Now, in the originally origi- married to Chewie, <laughs> the original <laughs> yeah. actor that almost got the role for Han Solo was Al Pacino.
0: What the fuck?
1: That would have been, I mean, mobster, it makes some bit of sense, but at the same time, like, ah. Another one that almost got the role for Han Solo was Sylvester Stallone.
0: Uh, that would have fucked
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> no way, no.
0: Get, get out of here, no, no. Look, Al Pacino, it's like, okay, I get it. You're going for the gangster thing. Like, no, I I, I don't need, 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 no, no, Stallone, no, no.
1: We, we don't need that. That's fine. We, we move, no, no, it's bad. So uh, original, so the, not the original trilogy, the new shit trilogy, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was cast as Anakin Skywalker. That might have actually helped. Anakin, Anakin was in that? Like the, uh, it would have been episode three when he was sort of Griggles. growing up. Yeah.
2: Oh, when you say oh, like the oh. new shit, when I thought you meant the the most recent shit. No, no, no,
1: sorry, no, 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 the second. You mean the there are three trilogies trilogies now. the pre the pre shitquel trilogy the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I'm with you now. Um, but I, I would mean, have like Ryan Phillip was also cast, and I would have loved Ryan Phillip to do it because Ryan Phillip has no idea who Ryan Phillip is. The, the problem is, it wouldn't have mattered either way who was cast as Anakin Skywalker
2: because Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor by most standards. He can do pretty well. Uh, if he's got a director that keeps on top of him and Star Wars did not have that so we got cardboard cutout and if they couldn't do that with someone's stock as him they wouldn't have been able to deal with anyone in the same way I mean, regardless of who had been cast in that one, it would have ended badly as long as we got, well, all we got that was good out of those prequels was and McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi
1: oh, fantastic he, oh, he played it so well, hey. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. There's a reason the reason he's
2: getting a series. I am going to watch that. All I want from that series is to see him sitting in that little hut on Tatooine, like reading the Star Wars equipment of a newspaper, and just looking up and reading it, like, he's nearby! And, like, dodging out of a window.
0: And then you see Darth Maul bashing on the door, like, Hello? Are you, are you home? No, no, no. <laughs> he only goes to Tatooine once, and it's when they have the final confrontation, and he kills him.
2: That is true.
1: Speaking of which, from the uh, the recent Boba Fett, when all those spider robots are building that hut, is that the hut uh, that has the Jedi Bibles inside of it that gets lit on fire in the previous movie?
2: No, um, no, I that is, this the,
1: is the start of the
0: temple.
2: Yeah, the temple you see in the flashback where the Knights of Ren betray and go off and burn everything. I think
0: out. I I don't know that there's a confirmation on that, but I think that's what it is. Very similar style
2: uh, of building, but it looks bigger in the
0: the flashback. So either it's the first of, or it gets ripped down and another one built. Because I'm pretty sure he goes to another planet for his exile. I don't. I mean, hell, I'm not even sure what planet he's on. The planet he's on now is, I think, Mr. Not, is it Mustafa? I'm not too sure.
2: One of our friends is the, the Star Wars law guy, and I he, he, I don't have direct access to him currently.
1: Where is he um, when we need him?
2: Right, okay. bastard. But basically, where he is now is where the Jedi Academy he builds is. However, he when that all falls to bits, he runs away to a different planet, which has the first Jedi Temple on it, which is the little tiny
1: hut. Um, so different planet entirely for the exile. Now, I think it's about time I to. Uh, I think I think it's about time to put in our third code word. Oh okay. Oh yeah, we're doing a thing. We're doing a thing. So in order, uh, your last chance. Uh, to get the three code words in a row through to our messenger on Facebook or Instagram at Genetic, uh, to win a Vermilion Bloodline 2nd edition booster box. Uh, the third character is a brilliant scientist and the second daughter of Capsule Corporation's founder Dr. Brief and his wife Bikini. Man,
0: I always forget that she has a sister. Everyone forgets about launch. She is the
1: youngest sister of tights. Oh fuck, it's not. She's the youngest no, no, sister of tights.
0: Her sister is the one that joins the space core thing. That's right. I
2: think it's oh, only in how a redundant movie. The, how redundant did the space core become when like Goku just had access to that bloody capsule of shit. Like, bye. Like, oh yeah, we're just <laughs> we're just now.
1: That's cool. So yes, that's should actually, I go yeah. fetch my daughter? No, that, she she, on there.
0: she hangs out with that alien dude, um, the purple oh, one, oh, who's yeah. a riff on something else. She's actually Goku's.
1: Uh, she's Goku's first friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one we're actually, you, we need the name from, not the sister. That's yeah. the one that she's trained. <laughs> yeah, not
1: Tights. The sister of Tights. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. I just her find that funny how her name's Tights and her mum's name is Bikini. And then we have yeah. Bulma, which I
2: think is a form of.
1: You just. Uh, said all those names the, worse.
2: the. Whoops. Edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> Keep it. Uh, oh, we, we gave
0: have... them one of them as a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that works. But like, I just like the fact the entire Breeze
1: family is just named after underwear. Yeah, she named her so daughter Trunks. Son. Son? Trunks. Son. Yeah, Princess sorry. Trunks. <laughs> 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 and we're back to abridged. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking abridged of abridged, man, what? where did it go?
0: Like abridged. Oh, they ended it. They killed it. Yeah, yeah. It, they after they finished the cell saga, they decided they didn't want to do it anymore.
1: Like for Pokemon A Bridge, that was so good. Like I never watched that. It was, at it was worth it. it, man. It was so fun. I remember
2: Yu Gi Oh Bridge being amazingly stupid and fun. Like the whole oh, thing of it. Yeah. If you hit me, I'll fall off this cliff and die. Like, Don't
0: do it, Yugi! He might survive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the writing was amazing. I love those guys. And there's a few that are still going. Um, I think it's. One of the groups of them, like just banded together and made a, a core of them. Uh, but they've been doing... They did a pilot for a One Piece one, and I'm a massive One Piece nerd. And it was amazing. They just made Luffy ADHD, and it's perfect. That was, that was Schmuck Squad, wasn't it? Yeah, what Schmuck Squad. I love one? their stuff. Uh, they also do Jutsu Kaisen, which was great. I haven't uh, watched the Jutsu Kaisen one it's really fun Uh, if you if people ever want to watch uh, a great one there's always Sword Art Alana abridged which is just magical that's the other group that does that one different group yeah but um, different group entirely but I I love their stuff their writing
0: was perfect they're the ones (laughs) who did the the um, ReZero one yes oh that one's mint that was great (laughs) I don't like ReZero that much and I freaking love that bridge.
2: I know there's a Log Horizon one, but I have not watched it yet. I don't know who makes it and I can't vouch for it, but I did love that anime. So maybe the abridged version will be fun.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe. I don't
1: know. Just before we, I guess, wrap up for the for the week, um, have you guys got a, a book you read this week that you would recommend one of our listeners to? Uh, to look, look,
0: man, I've been... I don't training. read that many books. I've been training <laughs> staff at work. I'm, 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 I'm wrecked, bro. I ain't read squat. And if I was reading, I'd still be reading Black Ocean.
2: I've been playing Pokemon. That's the amount of reading I've been doing. Skip dialogue. (laughs) Go find the things.
1: So I was was telling Seth uh, that I saw Moonfall last night. Which one's Moonfall? Moonfall's just out of movies uh, and it's about a moon that is actually a megastructure. It's hollow and uh, it's made by our ancestors. So Millions of years ago, our ancestors uh, got raided on their planets. They built planets full of AI, but the AI turned against them. Fun fact: it's it's going to happen again. Uh, so we can dream. They create. They basically made big mechanical megastructures around white dwarfs uh, and sent them out to different sides of the galaxy where the AI AI couldn't find them. Uh, and eventually, the AI found them. Uh, so found the moon next to Earth and and basically jumped into its core and started dragging the moon closer to Earth to the point where it caused hurricanes and tsunamis and started destroying all of Earth as we know it. Um, And the visual effects are absolutely incredible. It is basically a high, high high-end Sharknado, if you're thinking about trash movie quality. I do love trash movies. I'm not going to lie. There's something about trash movies that just... So I don't want to make me feel warm. I don't want to go fully into it. I'm sure you'll see it soon because uh, it is definitely a trash movie worth seeing. But uh, yeah. so what you're
2: saying is we we have homework now. We have you to do watch it, this yes. trash movie and
1: <laughs> come back next week and discuss trash movie because I'm always keen to discuss trash movies. It's yeah, it was definitely worth a watch. Like they had some big names in it as well, which made it even more laughable. But uh, I enjoyed watching it. I mean, I've always loved trash movies. So it's uh, anyone who is a fan of like oh, this movie is just so nicely made, everything's so good. Mm. They would fucking hate this movie. All right, before,
2: <laughs> before we shut down for the, the evening, quick question for each of you. Favorite trash
1: movie? Just Sharknado, man, 100%.
2: Sharknado, fair, fair. Ooh, uh, fucking
0: trash movies, man. I watch a lot of trash.
2: While Seth figures that one out, <laughs> I am torn between two. For pure trash, Birdemic. Birdemic oh, is amazing. Birthday. I I loved every second of that god awful mess. It was brilliant. I it hurt to watch, and I can never watch it again. But at the same time, I want to watch it again. Uh, and the other one being Critters,
0: Critters Oh god, yes. I, love Critters. I love Critters. Critters, Critters. is amazing. Is so fucking good. All the transition.
2: All the, all the old 80s movies were like Critters 1, 2, 3, and then it went to Critters in Space! And it's like, yes, you have followed the
0: the, the great <laughs> well, I mean, transition of all horror movies back then. To be fair, it's had space in it the whole time. Sure, yeah, like, this is the only one that's, like, one that made
2: the leap to in space, like Jason in Space or Freddy in Space, all that yeah. kind of stuff, that actually made sense. Uh, although, actually, Freddy, uh, so Jason in Space did give us the greatest line of any horror movie at all. Which was a scientist handing him
1: his, his, his machete, going, "It's okay. He just wanted his machete back." And then death. <laughs> I think this is a topic we can expand on, and I think it sh- we should definitely start talking about uh, our trash experiences next week.
0: All right, but to throw in a quick one that's mine, uh, probably Happy Time Murders.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: that movie was great. I freaking love <laughs> that, that movie. Ah. Uh. But yes, I'm happy to to more extel the virtues of trashy old movies I've watched. I was about
1: to list one of my favorite trash TVs that is actually a high-end, budgeted TV series, but it is complete and utter trash. But I'm going to save that for next week.
0: Oh, teasers. (laughs) I like it.
1: But from all of us guys, make sure you follow us on... uh, Where are they following us, Seth?
0: Uh, Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. And we want to see if you get those code words
1: right. Get your prize. We will be judging you. (laughs) If you get it wrong, there are no second chances. Bum, bum, bum. Actually, no, let's be nice. Let's give second chances. Okay, but we get to laugh at them. Okay. One laugh. (laughs) Ha!